episode for Biobank 2561. I'm Tasneem Khan. I'm Andy Quitmire, and I'm in tears because Dynacon 1 is wrapping up. It's coming to an end. The sun just set. We hoisted our sails on the Diva, and we're sailing away on a year-long journey to Dynacon 2562, wherever that will be. I'm not sure why, you, why you're tearing up about this, because it's quite exciting. Besides, we need the sleep now, and uh, it's time to sort of recharge our batteries. But it's so exciting, because this is the beginning. We actually have a team of 130 people who are now part of Dynacon. That's true. We originally tried to set up Dynacon as basically two people, and then just kept adding and adding more amazing people to this team. Yeah. And now we have this giant load of the coolest dinosaurs who now are a little bit fossilized as they've, as they've left us and gone back to their normal lives, but we will re-Jurassic Parkify um, their, their old fossilized bones and bring them back to Dynacon too. And how many people did we have? It was between 100 and 130, somewhere in that range, right? We had like 100 people. Um, but then there was all kinds of other creatures and concepts and things that floated by, met with us, right. lots of different things like that. So that's a little hard to keep track. You know someone who would be a very good person to ask about that? The captain of the ship, Yannick! Hello, Yannick. Oh, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome onto our podcast. We're on your amazing ship. Well, welcome aboard first. We've been aboard, I don't think you realize, but uh, you've had quite a few yeah, stowaways for the last few weeks. We've been running a whole conference off of this, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I saw kind of a lot of weird people aboard for the last weeks, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah that, that was that us. That was us okay, cool. and yeah. the various people involved yeah. who, who sort of tagged along with us. And where do you want to go now? Africa. Maybe Africa. Yeah, we had some visa problems with some of our cool participants trying to make it out to Thailand. So maybe we could do Dynacon 2 out to Africa. Could we, the way that the winds are right now, can we set, set sail over to Africa? Well, that's exactly against the wind. So, but yeah, by wind tacking, we could do it. Okay. It might take some time, but we yeah, have a year. Doesn't matter. We have a whole year. Yeah, sure. Should we head mm. somewhere else in the meanwhile until the monsoon dies down and then go to Africa? I mean, let's let's take a few months to relax and dive and explore. Maybe the Banda Sea, or where would you recommend we go? Now? Banda Aceh, you mean? Can do. Yeah, we can yeah. go to Banda Aceh. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, Banda Aceh, we could even go like uh, even further south and then go westwards towards so Africa. What, what do you normally do on this boat at this time of the year? I drink, I sleep. Uh, no, seriously. Um, <laughs> Maintenance, scrubbing, sanding, and that's painting, because it's the off season right now. Yeah, right? it's the off season. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, but that's not the case anymore. The off season. Yeah. No, not anymore. No. Now, what do you do? In what used to be the off season. Oh, okay. Well, in the what used to be the off season, yeah, it was normally yeah, sanding, painting, and these kind of things. Now, yeah, I'm inviting all these weird people to come aboard. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> to share this experience with them. I mean. Awesome. Why would you even want to do this? That seems a little... I mean, some people might not think that's the the smartest thing to do, is have so many weirdos just oh. crawling on board all the time. Why do you want these people to join instead of relaxing and sanding all, all summer long? Oh, it's uh, always nice to observe. I always wanted to be a psychologist also, you know? So, like, <laughs> observing people is... Like, yeah, 
<laughs> so you just get them on board and put them to work, basically. Yes. Okay. This like is that. not really about any lab or anything like that. And then, what do you do? Tell us about this beautiful ship that we're on. Um, you're probably going to kick us off when the, the actual high season starts. What do you normally do during that? When you're not studying the psychology of weirdos that you invite on for the low season. So, high season, pretty much the same, but with uh, tourists, scuba diving tourists who want to come to the area here to discover the beautiful seas and uh, underwater sceneries of the Andaman Sea. So, the Andaman Sea specifically is, yes. is where you... Yeah. You, yeah. Thailand, uh, Burma, Myanmar now, of course, uh, and the Andaman Islands in India. But mainly, yes, Thailand and Burma, the, the, the main area where we do the... And what drew you to this particular place? Is this an especially beautiful sea? No, I ended up here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there are more nice seas than this one, but yeah, I ended up here. <laughs> so I say, yeah, why not this one? Okay. Yeah. I've seen some pretty beautiful parts of this sea. I have to, oh, it's have beautiful, to debate that. Know, yeah. yeah, because the Similan Islands, for instance, it's just incredible, mm. the granite formations, the visibility, the the marine life, and then Burma. You said you go to Burma as well, right? Yes. Which part of Burma? Murgi Archipelago, and then the Burma Banks. And that's just mediocre? No, of course not. Okay. Especially just, the Burma Banks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay, now that we're on this boat, should do you want us to do any work? Should we be doing anything, or are we already heading to Africa? What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, my big plans were just to kind of sleep for another two months to make up for all the sleep that I didn't get the yeah, past Yeah, I two. think we need to hibernate. Can yeah. we use the hull or something? You have a, a cold storage, right? Yes. A in deep the, freeze? In the hull, you could sleep. It's a bit low. I mean, it's about like 60 centimeter high, so it's a bit low. Okay. But yeah. it doesn't matter. If you crawl, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's like loading us into like a torpedo bay, right? Yeah, a bit like that, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, just make sure that you don't go too close to the wine cellar and uh, other nice stuff which is like hidden in the hull. Okay, yeah, we won't go near any of the nice things. <laughs> um, you do have uh, some of the participants here were asking about like armaments and some were interested in making a coconut cannon for your, your ship. What do you think about that? We can do, uh, so if you want, but we need to make also gunpowder. Oh, uh, okay. Gunpowder, that's roughly 75%, huh, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, like uh, saltpeter, I don't know. You, okay. Uh, you need 10% of uh, uh, carbon and 15% of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, sulfur. I made some when I was a child, and so this. Uh, Is that what got you into building boats? Yes, because... Uh, start with the cannons. I, I start work your way with, up to the boat. With, with uh, yeah, gunpowder. So I made that mix in a Macintosh box. You know, you remember these Macintosh uh, toffees? No. Yeah. Yeah. I was these, just thinking these the metallic computers. boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, before the computer, there were actually toffees, which are ah. much tastier than computers, Andy. You can actually eat the toffees, but with computers on the other hand. I've been doing this so wrong. Yeah. People told me, yeah, all these Macintoshes are great, and I would just go eat as many laptops as I can. That's why you were can. eating laptops. Totally. I, I had no idea there was a toffee. <laughs> that much better idea. If you're going, quick advice, if you're ever going into the wilderness, bring toffee instead Macintosh of laptops. Macintosh toffees, mm. not yeah. Macintosh laptops. And, and the boxes are nice, actually. Yeah. And you can build quality street. Quality street. Yeah. Oh, oh, dear. 
There's, whoa, uh, whoa, birds. bring me down, fast. <laughs> Lower. There's an ultrasonic. Bring me down. Hello, we have a, a new go. guest. Don't crash land me. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Hello, welcome, wow. welcome aboard. Um, finally, someone was riding around on all those flying foxes That's that we right. have. That's right. I was commuting with them. I tied them onto my nature face and harnessed them up, and they flew me here. Oh, well, welcome aboard. I remember you from the conference. You had all this wiggly things all over you, but can you introduce us now that you're sailing away with us to conference too? Sure. I'm Madeline Schwartzman, and I came to Dynacon with a whole lot of little metal clips, about 60 that I stuck out of my face and ran around the island connecting weird nature to them. And they were all fired up with servos and pretty much looks like nature is just eating me the whole time I've been here. Ah, and was I you... thought it was growing out of you, like an extension to your senses. Well, it was originally, but the video shows that I'm somehow being consumed by it? Yeah, ingested wow. by sponges and tamarinds. Oh, so it's very modular. You, you get consumed by different types of, of yes, nature Yes, I survive. Bits. I survive each time. And I come back and try something else. And as soon as you got here, I saw you just start working on that right away. You were just kind of carried away with this idea. Is there, did it come from somewhere? Um, why, why nature on your face? Well, it is the Digital Naturalism Conference and there was a certain amount of natural pressure to deal with the surroundings, but if you're not there, you don't know what you're dealing with. So I tried to make something that I could swab out with the nature that I found on site. And these alligator clips are just perfect. And it was really amazing the second day, well, the first day I arrived, we went on to the ship and I just drilled a, one hole and the whole project changed and became uh, about a modular structure made of chopsticks and alligator clips. And I met incredible people like Michael Candy who used his portable 3D, homemade 3D printer to print me parts. Um, faster than anything I've ever seen to hold the servo motors and in ways I never would have thought of. My whole sense of craft was upgraded by coming here. So I filled my suitcase up with hangers because I planned to unspool them and wire the servos right onto the chopsticks. But Michael Candy made amazing 3D printed plastic thing that connected to the alligator clips. It was like a kind of mind shift that you would connect the servo to a different part. And that kept happening through the whole conference. There were participants that did things that I would never have thought of. Like, um, like what else? Well, Mika, It seemed like a lot of people were converging yes. around your very strange, shifting face creation you were, you were coming up with. It was really nice. Mika and Hannah of Koba, a electronic tailor shop in Berlin, came over and, to my surprise, dismantled my lovely black battery case and stripped it down to just batteries and beautiful crocheted holders. And that kind of blew me away. From where I'm coming from, when you add a battery case, it's cool because it's so clearly that you've teched up. But they kind of detect me. 
and recrafted, which was, you know, wasn't that easy. I had to have um, you, Andy, come and really stabilize it, but it's very beautiful. So altogether, um, I came out of this conference with something exactly what I thought of, but built in such a better way than I ever would have made it. It was very eye-opening. Now I want to handcraft a 3D printer, <laughs> like, but that would require being as creative and intelligent as Michael Candy. We can just sail him over to you. Michael's a pirate. You yeah. do know that. Yeah. He's so wonderful. He's, yeah. And he's got a fleet of robots that'll pretty much take him anywhere. At one point, he did something magical. Um, to preserve my face from the wires that were poking me, he, we used like washers of glue sticks. And I've, I've been working for a million years with artists and students, but I've never seen anybody search for a tool and get it out faster than he did. He had a, a little torch. Like he basically reached into his back pocket and came out with a torch. Oh, it was like a total extension of his own it, hand. It was like Wolverine yeah, pulling exactly. his claws out. It was just like, whooshing, now really you have was. a glue stick that's halfway melted. Or like Edward Scissorhands. It was really weird and remarkable. What, yeah. Where did the tool come from? And it was on fire. Like, it came from his butt, fired up. Yeah. <laughs> it was really remarkable. Candy robot hands. <laughs> now I feel like, God, my tools have been such a mess. I've been working out of plastic baggies. I spend like an hour to look for every tool. It's, it's completely shocking. There's been a lot of tools here and a lot of different ways that people handle their tools. And a lot of wearables that have been constructed around the use of tools yeah what were what were some of the, your favorite tools that that you were able to use here maddie about a year no six months ago in december you gave me little blue snips and i i like flat shears i'm using them non-stop i i lived in anxiety every time i left a tool up at the house unguarded i felt like i would fall apart if that tool were missing and that is one of them i feel like really I wish they were a part of my hand, so I use those nonstop. Um, let's see. Well, the, I was very impressed by Michael's 3D printer. Mostly, it wasn't the printer itself. It was the lack of time that he took to design something very beautiful and send it to the printer. Like most people spend a whole long time designing and changing and thickening and thinning. He took, he didn't do anything, and his thing came out so beautiful and elegant. It, that really shocked me. I just keep looking at these blue servo motor holders and, and thinking about time. A lot of what I think about here is how long things take to find a tool, to design something. Like, I d dove in really quickly, so I think time-wise I was super efficient. But I didn't realize that I could speed things up so much. So I'm, I'm learning, um, and as far as the holders, I think I need something to wear around my waist. And I think I need something where my tools are in one place and I always know where to find them. They're like in 15 different places, but... If they're on your body, you always know where to find them. We'll get Hannah to make uh, some kind yeah. of awesome, more wearable tools. Well, the neatest thing about Andy and Hannah is their tool holders unzip in uncanny ways. Most things zip in a way that you expect, but those zip into magical tool holders. It's like almost anti-gravity, the way their tool holders work. And like yesterday, Andy said, 
oh, but if you buy this pouch, make sure it's the one that doesn't just go across, but goes around too. What do you call that? Yeah, around and down. I don't around know. Around and it's down. A good kind of I zipper mean, pouches. From now on, I will never buy a pouch that doesn't go around and down. <laughs> and I'm excited to get more pouches, more tools. Like, I found out I don't have certain tools. Like, how did I ever exist without a Dremel? I mean, it's... <laughs> A Dremel? You don't have a Dremel? No. I know. Yannick, I know all about a Dremel. I do the most crude things to make things. (laughs) Just just like putting needles into a stick to make holes in it? Yes, or, you know, crazy things. Like have to wait six hours to drill a hole. (laughs) It's... It's, um, somehow it's You're just letting out. one of those horrible snails bite through it. And yeah, you can use tongue. a boring snail. Oh, yeah. yes, like yeah. that bored into Andy's toe. <laughs> I will say that I do very well with my low craft, that low craft is sort of beautiful in itself because you, if you're fast at it and you can put things together, it doesn't really matter if it's neat and beautiful. It's the speed at which you're like ideating and making something physical that I think is what I'm good at. And Yannick, do you have any favorite tools that you've used or seen used here at Dynacon? Apart from plumbing equipment. No, yeah, for sure not plumbing. Uh, your, your plumbing life is over with? Yes, yes. Oh. I don't want to hear about plumbing anymore. It's, I've been in that well for so many days that I... No. Yannick's no. basically the one who single-handedly <laughs> saved Dynacon uh, with giving us water because Bon Mai's whole, whole plumbing system completely fell apart on us. Yeah. I do want to say that certain people here know very intuitively about tools and where they are and how to use them. And one of them has been my neighbor um, working, Danny, and I was sort of amazed how she kind of knew how to use everything, and I'm still puzzling over that. Mm. And I'm, I'm wondering if she might be here. No, we, we ditched her a while back. Uh, yeah, she, 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 she ran pretty, off into the forest. Yeah, she just, she, she was like... She didn't want to leave Dynacon. Oh, yeah, she said, Dynacon's over, I'm, I'm back to the jungle. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, Hello. Welcome. What? That was a, a quite a mighty rumble. Uh, I heard, I think, emanating from the island. Uh, what, it, what is this? What's happening? I'm long. And you met me, I guess. Lon? 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 Yes. Oh, like you call me Lon, but I'm an island, so I just go by Lon. Yeah, Ko uh, means island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like if I called, you know, I had this human. friend named Donnie, I would be like, hey, what's up, human Donnie? And she was exactly. always like, that's really weird to call me human Donnie. Yeah. So calling you Ko Lon would be a sim- similar kind. So we'll just call you Lon. Thank you. Awesome. Finally, yes. <laughs> well, I met this Donnie. Yeah. Um... She was a bit weird, sleeping, like, more in my intestines than other people do. Than yeah, a lot of us tried to stay on, like, your epidermis. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 your yeah. E- external layers. Water. Well, Yannick did a good job, like, infiltrating into the water source that I provide. So it was kind of a good collaboration, I think. Like, the, the, the water you wanted 
for the people and I provided for you. I, I didn't make it easy for you, of course. I was no, I noticed that. Deeper, I still but... hold a grudge against you for that. Oh, really? <laughs> Is there a lot of fresh That's water? That's why he stays on, on the boat. <laughs> Is there a lot of fresh water on Lana? Because we haven't found a single river or I've waterfall. I've been quite dry for, yeah. for some time. Yeah, you yeah. need to moisturize. I yeah, feel. I know. I know. Yeah, I had this uh, relationship with another yeah, mountain we call each other as well. Uh, Was it another cove? Cove. Exactly. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, after we split up, it, it yeah, I've been a bit drier. Ah, okay. Yeah. We, but <laughs> we need to find you a nice new uh, hot volcanic formation. Exactly. Uh. I still burp, of course, because yeah, it, it it's just a natural way of, of, of talking to others. It's just like I, I heard Charlie, the the cat of Yannick, uh -huh. also makes similar noises, like a call. Yeah. Well, it's it's like being lonely. Oh. And, and screaming for something you don't have. So those um, those eruptions, that's uh that's you calling out to the other islands. It's exactly. like a booty call. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. But I just checked your well, it's pretty full now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the yeah. rain. The rain was yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, not her. Yeah. No, no, that was a collabor another oh. collaboration. Yeah, it was the clouds. And, uh, oh, yeah. so you're getting frisky right. with the clouds. Yes. They, oh. they rain well, it's like a one-sided thing. It's like, yeah, they rain down on me and infiltrate me but uh, it's I, I cannot give something back so it's it's yeah weird okay. relationship it's, it's yeah. sensitive it's actually. like a island version of a pillow princess kind of yeah. yeah okay um so other than uh dating how has your uh your experience been on the island uh with as all these the island. yeah as the island as yourself as, um, as a substrate to all of these people yeah. uh, using you and running around and exploring you. Yeah. Had yeah. you had people do this kind of thing before? <laughs> Not too much. The people that live on me are, are more to themselves and they, they build their houses and they grow some, some crops like uh, the pineapples and, and they use the coconuts and stuff. But no, it's, there's also people that buy stuff from, from Phuket. And, uh -huh. and bring that on me and then is that kind of weird yes oh. yeah I mean it's it's a bit it, it could use a bit more respect in a way uh, so like when I go and buy a bunch of chocolate from Phuket and then bring it over well, is I that kind of a I don't donut? have uh, cacao trees yeah so that's uh, yeah but if you go have you been wishing that we just ate a bunch more rubber because you have lots of rubber trees well the rubbers are I didn't choose the rubber they, uh. they the, the humans they planted that on me and I've been a bit less biodiverse since then Aww. I'm sad about that yeah it seems to be that uh, the the western side of you has more like rubber and coconut and yeah, this kind of exactly. like monocultures and yeah. then on the eastern side you seem to be a lot more wild yes yeah <laughs> I, I tend to have more of my spirit in that direction how do you feel yeah. about the mini beach boys invading Europe the mini beach boys yeah, little hermit crab. Oh, little, the hermit crab! Boys all over. Making holes all over you. Yeah, I don't mind. They don't don't go too deep. I mean, it, it tickles. It tickles. But uh, well, we have some conversation, but they talk really fast. Yeah. So they seem like they would get a little little chatty. After yeah, a while. yeah. And if you are too loud or whatever, they just go inside their shells, and the conversation ends suddenly. And it's a bit, it's it's weird, weird. But they're fun. Yeah, I like it. And what's, uh, are there, 
You know, a question that I've had for the longest time, I've been trying to, you may have noticed me, um, I've probably scrambled all over this island more than anyone else here. Um, and one thing I've been really looking for is where all these flying foxes land. I see Maddie just had a bunch on her face nature thing that dropped mm -hmm. her off here. But did you actually find the roost? No, 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 they stopped by. Oh, see, I've been wanting to know where the secret roost is. Where the roost is and where they go every evening. Because just around sunset, they head to what seems to me like Patong, yep. the western side of Phuket, where all the, the crazy parties happen. So where do they really go and where do they come from? Well, they, they asked me, actually, because they know uh, you guys wanted to know where they live. Yeah. But we chose to keep that a secret. Oh. We, yeah, yeah. It was sad. like that and then Danny's secret hideout. Those were like the two secrets. But she gave you that, I heard. Eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah Danny eventually. But that was because she was packing up and moving somewhere else on the island. That makes sense. It's more or less with the bats the same way. If if they had moved in the in the meantime, probably you would have noticed uh, their old roost. In some uh, way. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of guano patches. I'm like, oh, I just yeah, missed them. It's a smelly bit of me, but oh well. You have to love every side of yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Tick 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 click. Oh. Tick 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 click. What? Tick 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 click. Tick 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 tick. What? Oh, what? Hello. Oh, hey there. Howdy. Hi, hi, hi. Sorry, I'm I'm actually a time. I'm I'm actually the tide. But the reason I'm making that clock ticking, camera clicking sound is because I'm uh, participating in a time lapse that uh, is happening on Umid Mystery's camera at the moment. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, what's up, time lapse? I'm actually the tide. Oh, you're the tide. Part, I'm participating <laughs> in the time lapse. Ah, yes. okay. I didn't I didn't realize that the Wait. tide would kind of kind of chat back with the cameras when when you're doing a time lapse. But that's cool. Um, Where's the camera? The camera's on the beach out, uh, out front of the Dynacon house. But uh, since you guys are upwind, and I heard the conversation that you're having on the boat, I decided to pop over and just... I know, that's cool. Did that, did that throw anything drastically off? Like, you know, there's a lot of people who depend on the tide being at a certain place, certain oh, time, I've been, I've and been, you just whoop, came over here. I've been frustrating Umid for some time now, so it doesn't matter. So he thinks it's a high tide now and you're out here hanging yep, out on the boat. Pretty much, pretty that's, much. That's it got really low. There are a lot of boats that are suddenly just like shipwrecked right now, just sitting on the shore. But, you know, it's very nice to have you out here with us, Thank you. Uh, Tide. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the, I, I always thought the Tide waits for no one and doesn't like move to anyone else's... Um... Yep, I'm here because I found you guys, uh, your conversation interesting. Once I've had enough of you, I'll probably go somewhere else. So uh -huh. I moved to my own rhythm, pretty okay, much. Yeah, we well, actually, have. I I would like I I'd like to say that, but. Um, it's a good thing the moon's not listening. Yeah. She's gone over the horizon. I, I was feeling a little yeah. awkward because I just saw the moon and yeah. then you came in here talking about it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't say these things in front of her. <laughs> what about so. the sun? Uh, the sun, not so much. I mean, he does his thing for the most part. I, I, I do get a bit affected by his presence, but uh, it's the moon, man. She just, she's, you know, got me under her finger. Ah, mm. She's yeah. got her gravity tendrils yep. in you. Yep, yep. Man. Um, the tide has played a big role in a lot of our events here. At yeah, Dynacon. I've actually been keeping an eye on you guys, enjoying uh, some of the things I've been seeing. Yeah, and I I personally, um, 
you kind of you kind of stranded me on one side of the <laughs> island once. I was I was, was climbing fun. around on some cliffs, and then you decided to pop on in, and suddenly I, I couldn't really get back and had to climb over the whole island. Yes. Lon was there watching the whole thing between mm-hmm. the tide and, and the Lon, island. Lon and I kind of planned that one. Yes. We, we, had, we had a good laugh about it, um, but yeah. No, no harm, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, fun, interesting events have you, you gotten to see watching your... Well, it's been um, eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. This and is so week eight, yeah. over that uh, duration of time, I've gone from spring to neep to spring to neep to spring to neep. And, How many times? Uh, uh, I've lost track, <laughs> to be honest. Every time I'm... Uh, ha- as the tide, every time I'm high, uh, then, <laughs> you know, uh, some of you guys come out. You get you, some of that good moon juice, you know, <laughs> get real high. <laughs> you, take, you take a swim and, uh, you know, maybe shoot some uh, uh, underwater crochet and stuff like that. And then every time I'm low, then, uh, you know, you come out and you fly your drones and you uh, take the opportunity to do some light painting on the beach and stick LEDs on the... Uh, little uh, mini beach boys. Mini beach boys. Yeah. And we don't want to take advantage of the fact that you're feeling low and stuff, but we really like it when you're low because we get to explore this zone that is alien to us and all these creatures that are otherwise hidden from us. Yeah. So it's it's just that. I mean, it's it's, it's not low as in uh, as in emotional state. It's more just low as kind of like uh, laying low. uh, Yeah. You know, like um, maybe the way you guys take a nap. Or you know, wind down after lunch, kind of thing. Ah, so it's, like we're doing it's, just now. It's kind of like that. Right. I have a question. A couple of days ago, you went out really slowly. Nice long. Do you long. know what that was about, or and then maybe even Yannick knows about it. It was one day when the tide just took so long to go out and stayed out so long. So um, I go through these. Uh, phases and and during my spring phases totally does he's total up and down during my spring phases I'm affected a lot by both the moon and the sun and so when the moon and the sun's gravitational forces are working together then there's not much for me that I can do I get pulled very 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 high up the beach and then I get pulled in the opposite direction very 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 low out to sea again and if and you so, try to come and hang out with us on say a spring day oh that's a lot harder that's you couldn't a lot just harder. come and chill here no I mean randomly. for now for example it's I, it's a good thing the moon's gone over the horizon because otherwise if she saw me doing this uh, she'd have a fit um, do you ever but, think about going in any kind of like couples therapy or anything the uh, moon and I yeah oh we've been playing this game for <laughs> millennia you know in fact it's one of these things like I've been I've been uh, questioning because of my relationship with her, I've been questioning this absurd notion of the linearity of time. Whoa! And, uh, but but I haven't made much headway, and uh, I don't know, Yannick, maybe you can, you know, being the uh, uh, psychologist on the boat, have you have you have you uh, observed any anything, or can you share any ideas about the linearity of time? Well, actually, there are my more my physics uh, cap because time actually people don't know it, but it is true. Time has actually a discrete value. It is not linear. Everybody always believes it's continuous, but actually, no, it's discrete. It's quantized? It's quantized, yes. And but how? What's the smallest unit of time that you can pla- have? A the, tide? A single tide in and out? Is that how it's so quantized? So the, the, the smallest unit of time is about 10 minus 24 seconds. Oh. Yes. Uh, this basically, what is the shape of that? The shape? <laughs> it's, it's a particle. Okay. 
like uh, time is a particle. Time is a particle. That's the latest where they come, where they come up with. But yeah, time Who's, is a particle. Okay. Who's okay. Okay, so we got yes. these tiny little time particles. Yes. They're discrete. What if the the tide wants to do something shorter? It wants to scoot just a little it's gonna be, bit. Have to be very very fast. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you're saying it can't do it because no. the smallest unit is ten to the negative twenty fourth or something like yes. that. Yes. Because of these yes. time particles. Yes. It, 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 we call this at the Planck scale. Planck, you know? The, yeah. yeah. So that's the Planck scale. Of course, we're on a ship. Yeah, we're walking yeah. the Planck. You made us walk the Planck earlier today. We know what it is. It's, it's a very it's not the short Planck. Plank, it's not the it's same only same 10 plank. to the 24th uh, meters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same Planck. I think it's not the same Planck. I'm not sure anymore. Okay. okay. So how does <laughs> the time, time's non-linearity affect you when you're sailing in a line? So far, not much, actually. I'm thinking, but yeah. I'll I just add up all these quantas together and yeah. Don't feel it. No. Okay. okay. Do you? Yeah. You're gonna. You're. You're working on another ship, and it's gonna be bigger and faster. Where you start being able to feel these quantum effects of, of time. Of course. Of course. Okay. Yes. Time will slow down on the uh, second okay. ship. Will you Definitely. age slower on your second ship? Yeah. Then? Yep. That's the purpose, actually. That's the whole purpose of building a second ship. Ah. What about the tide? If the tide hangs out near that ship. Mm-hmm. Will it get to do a cycle that's more than like normally the tide in this region is roughly six and a half hours between high and low? Am I right, tide? Yep, six mm-hmm. and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, but so, you're going near light speed in your new ship. What will <laughs> the tide only take about five hours for you? No, if near the speed of light, it would take about millions of years. <gasps> so what? What are you going to do? Because near the speed of light, time will go down to zero. My life is gonna become really slow. Will it kind of? Are you? Would you be looking forward to that though? Would you kind of mellow out? Because you're getting all these highs and lows. You're bouncing around. You know, it's. Um, I have no problem with it. I'm fairly mellow for the most part. I'm. I'm kind of curious about how the humans uh, would react to it, though, because you know they are. They just have zero chill at all. And I have a feeling that they'd kind of freak out. Um, and uh, but but um, I'd have to check with the moon though because uh, I I'd, I'd need. I mean, she she kind of whips me into shape, and I uh, you know every time I'm found slacking, uh, that's why they call it a slack tide. You know, like a slack high or a slack low. So every time I'm found slacking, uh-huh. you're just sitting there. Yeah. Washing up to the couch, eating exactly. a bunch of potato chips, and, and she just high comes high. and harrows you. Yeah, she it. just comes and tries to whip me into shape. So I'm gonna have to check that with her. What's with the gender of all these sun, the moon, and the tide? And the sea. Is the, is the tide male or female? Uh, actually, I have no gender. Oh. Um, I suppose it depends on, again, these humans, they've come up with, you know, their perception of uh, what is male and what is female, and some, some people call me male and some people call me female, uh, but I specifically don't have a gender. Depend on the language, no? Depend on the language, depending on where in the world you are. Yeah. All the all the time talk too has had me thinking about, you know, these different immortal beings traveling at light speed, being an eternal island. Um, my and I think Taz will maybe attest to this, it's been kind of weird being at this eight week long conference and being here for the whole duration. You mm-hmm. start 
feeling like this immortal elder god yeah, watching like, over these people. Like part mm-hmm. of the place, almost. And then people just drift in and out. Exactly. They drift in, they drift out. Even the continuous elements, like the tide, drifts in and out. But we just stay there. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's like to be an island? Yeah, more or less. People and, and animals and even the coral. I mean, it, nothing is permanent. And even I am not that permanent. I mean, I, Do was, you remember? I was higher before. Do you remember when you came into being? Mm, not really. I was yeah. really young. It's True. been such a long time. Just a puddle of magma? Yeah, yeah, I was super hot at that time. You should have seen me, but you would have burned. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Lon when she came into being. She burped a lot. Oh my God, it was just foul. But we became friends after that. And uh, there's yeah. He further south, and there's Samui a little bit away, and there's Tao uh, a little bit away. So I, I, I saw all of them coming into being, and uh, I kind of like you Lon. You helped as well with, with shaping me in, yeah. a, in a way. She's cool. I like Lon. And I like you too. You, you come and go, but it's, it's like, yeah, I can count on you. Thanks. And Maddie, your face thing, it moves around a lot. Does that have to do with time and like change and ephemerality too? Or am I just adding in stuff? Did you just want it to move? I originally wanted it to move, but it did begin to be a time device. It seems like it's a lot about the undermining of um, flesh or that that are it reminds us as so many things do about um, the length of time that we're here somehow it seems very natural that the sponges would slightly devour me it, it seems like a lot of work lately speaks to me of um, the beginnings of things and the ends of things. Speaking of sponges, I mean, that's really made me think about something I like to do when I see a sponge. And that brings us to one of the most interesting parts of Biobank. Poke it! Poke it. Welcome to Poke It! We were getting real deep there and talking about ephemerality and, and immortality and uh, the shifting tides. But now let's get kind of just dumb and just think about poking things. Um, so we're going to give you some nouns and we want to know your opinion on if you should poke it or not. And Taz, give us our first poke it. Sponge. Would you poke a sponge? Maddie. Poke it. Poke it! Poke it. I Lawn. can't poke anything, but if I could, I think I would poke it. Ah, yeah. okay. I'd, I'd, I'd poke sponges. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to build you a robotic arm Ooh. so that, yeah, you can you can poke what you want. Yes. Okay. What, what about the tide? I'm the tide. I poke sponges all the time. Ah. Is it fun? Oh, it's great. They're soft and squishy, some of them, and then they, you know, sometimes release these clouds of little, you know, stuff when I poke them. They're great. Ah. Yannick? Yes, for sure. I mean. I use them. You, you, you use sponges? Yeah, to clean myself, I mean, to... Oh, like yeah. Soap. Yeah. Intimate poke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. intimate poke. Yeah, yeah we can, sure. we're going to talk about that because there's so many different types of pokes. But coming back to some of the stuff we were talking about, the, the deeper stuff, would you poke space-time? 
I wish I could poke FaceTime. Yes, I think um, last night when Andy was fixing my nature face, he poked FaceTime. He oh, I remember a, that. A transporter yeah. to some other place in time and space. It's the only way to get servos working sometimes. Mm. Lawn? Book it. Space time. Space time. Yeah. Sure. I'd book anything, probably. Okay, cool. Yeah. We gotta get on this yeah. robot. I mean, I'm sure some of these limestone uh, pinnacles you have underwater and outside can be used to poke. Yeah, we you're just, just kind of poking yeah. on, a, on a different time scale. That's I feel like we're true. being very human-oriented. You're, like, over millions of years, like, growing these huge things. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And actually, I, I you know, I do poke. Thank you for this. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. welcome. And a different timeline. Biobang, helping, helping... Helping people poke. Helping... Helping people poke. poke, helping islands poke, helping... Helping Hel poke. Helping poking. <laughs> Tide. I'd like to uh, poke space, space time for sure, but I think I'd like to have Planck and Einstein in the room with me because then... Uh, I'd love to just watch their expressions when I poke space-time. Yeah, I mean, me too. You're in a room with Einstein and Planck. And, and the, the tide. And the tide comes in <laughs> and starts poking space-time. You gotta be there for that. We have to be there, yeah. It's gotta be a high tide. Yeah. <laughs> and Yannick. Oh, yes, for sure. But yeah, the expression of Planck and Einstein together, yeah, that would have been nice. But yeah, poking space time. Have you done it already? Yes, permanently. We are permanently poking space time. We are actually all moving at the speed of light in space time. We don't know this, but it is. But you know it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows. That's why he's captain of the ship. Yeah. That's the reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the reasons. Okay. But you can only give a discrete poke to space time. This yes, is something that I've learned. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. No analog. Um, Constant, you know, uh, nope. value pokes. You have to just a quantize units of poking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything continuous <laughs> is just an illusion. <laughs> Can everything continuous is an illusion? Yes. Okay. So. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Man, this is. I mean, it's the final bio bang. I expected mm -hmm. it to be pretty deep, but but we're there. Uh, yeah. Jump back to the tide for a minute. Sure. I was thinking oh, yes. the deep stuff. The tide brings me these things that I put on face stage, nature face, and then nature face, because of the servo motors, turns them alive again, which in turn seems like they're eating me up. And that's what I think is beautiful about this whole ship, tide, island thing, is it, it's all cyclical and we're here for a very short time and somehow nature face seemed to make that um, come forward. But the, the beauty of this whole thing is, is it's temporariness. Yeah, temporality. <laughs> that's oh, one of the, that's, that's the, the theme of today's podcast, I think. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, that's almost, oh, that's oh, it's so tempting to go straight into Reflections with Taz. But we're, we're in reflections almost, but we're going to have to step out of it for a lightning round of yes. poking it. Lightning round of poking it. <laughs> you don't have any chance to think. You just got to poke or no poke. Yannick, uh, 3D printers. Poke. Poke. Tide. Poke um, snails. Poke don't poke, especially cone snails. Don't poke. 
None. Forget. Floppy slime things that live in the tide pools. <laughs> sure, poke them. Forget. Even if it takes you a really long time because you're an island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have time. Forget. I'll poke him. Very good. Lightning! Maddie. Poke Maddie! Would you poke a toke? Gecko. On every toe. On every toe. Okay. I think I think I think it's okay. That's the way my mind works. Very good toke okay pun from the tide. He's quite quite a high guy right now. He's not very low at all. This is a high tide, I'm pretty sure. Where's that moon? The moon? Yeah. Final lightning poke. The moon. Yannick. Sure. The moon. Nope, nope. The tide doesn't poke the moon. We try and, we try and keep things kosher. Lon. <laughs> I, I will poke the moon a little bit for tide. Because he, he can't yeah, do you, it. Yeah, you can do it for me. That's yeah, great. Thanks, buddy. I will not tell her. No poke. No poke. Just kiss. Oh, just a kiss for the moon. How nice. And I think that ends our lightning round. Uh, we're tabulating the scores. And it turns out that our ship was going too fast for the quantum computers on board our ship. Um, all of their qubits fell out discreetly um, through the back of the hull, and we are left with everybody's a winner. Yeah! The first, the first full uh, everyone wins. Very good. Tie, first time. Yeah, tied. everyone tied with the tide. In Thailand. I'm not pausing. I'm still going. I'm doing plugs. You can't stop me from plugging here. I'm poking and plugging. <laughs> Boom. Everything's falling apart. It's the <laughs> it's the last podcast. So since you're all stuck on this boat with us and you have no option but to just bide your time and tide with us. We give you the opportunity to plug anything you like, anything about yourself, what you do, something you want to sell maybe, I don't know, seashells, um, or something you believe in, something you like, a cause. This is your stage. Yeah, Yannick. Anything you want to plug? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah, I mean, let people discover, I mean... Have people here on the boat as much as possible and help them discover things, new things, new horizons, new frontiers, new uh, new ideas, new and share them. Yeah. Awesome. So discovering and sharing. Yes. What a nice thing to plug. I want to plug into that. <laughs> you what do you want to discover and share? Well, Long? I want people to discover that it's all one. We are all one. I am one with tide, with moon, with everything and I mean um, Madeline made that super clear that she was becoming one with, with parts, parts of me as well she gave me a face in a way oh. like showing off in a in we are one thing yeah unity like you want to plug unity is that, yes. the, is that the goal of art you think then for you is to let us see that we're all one? Is that is that how we can do it? The way that yeah, Maddie made a, this face thing? A way of showing that, yeah, for mm. sure. And I, that's also what I really liked about Dynacon, like getting people together on me and partially in 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I There's think a lot hey, of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think dinosaurs or dinosaurs, as you call them, I, I saw dinosaurs actually. Like yeah, how were real dinosaurs yeah, compared to like we're we're kind of fake ones with the A? Yeah, yeah, but you you do a good job in it. Yeah, you you talk more. Ah, way more. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you have more shit with you. Ah, uh, we yeah. do we do carry a lot more humans. Much more just like random bullshit we carry around. Exactly, you don't need it. You don't even need clothes. Not not a lot of people get that actually everyone should remember this for Dynacon too leave the clothes behind yes it can be the digital naturalism conference <laughs> and the digital naturalists conference exactly, exactly. <laughs> naturists naturists yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's the word for it <laughs> <coughs> and Tide what do you want to plug I want to plug um I I overheard you guys talking about favorite tools and frankly I think people who use too much single-use plastic are the biggest tools of them all and so I want burn from the time (laughs) (laughs) and so I want people to uh, start using some of um, the cool Dynacon totes that I saw you guys coming up with and uh, props to people like Palm and Hannah that do uh, amazing work with the trash that they find on the beach. Ah. So use upcycle things. Upcycle things and use less single-use plastic. Awesome, cool advice coming from the tide. And then oh, I burped too. I'm catching on from, <laughs> oh, from Juan. I had a small volcanic of... <laughs> eruption inside of me. So since we're on the ship and waiting for Maddie. Uh huh. I thought we should plug one of the initiatives on the ship, which is the Marine Learning Lab. Oh, the Marine Learning Lab. I thought this was just a psychological uh, uh, experiment that Yannick had for seeing weirdos on his boat. Yeah, I was also beginning to wonder about that. But actually, in the the five months that it's not sailing on scuba diving trips and not uh, busy under maintenance and repairs, uh, we're using it to run... Uh, using it as an open maker space, uh, a lab, a floating lab and studio for students, researchers, and artists to use. And this is just the pilot. So Dynacon has been like a, a stepping stone to that larger vision. And um, I encourage everyone to come aboard the Marine Learning Lab and use this space in many creative ways. Awesome. Check out the Marine Learning Lab. Where can people check out this Marine Learning Lab? Just go to Phuket. Just come to Phuket in the Panga Bay. And you can follow us on Instagram. It's called the Diva Marine Learning Lab. And there's going to be a new website. Ooh. And it's going to be part of the new website also. Yeah, divamarine.com. Nice. Well, that's fantastic. And then, Maddie, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Well, I... I'm very excited that my first book and my new second book are getting printed and will be available in December. So one is called See Yourself Sensing, Redefining Human Perception, and one is called See Yourself X, Human Futures Expanded. And maybe on the holidays they'll be selling them as a set. Yay! So we can actually get this awesome book. We can buy them online? Yep. 
online and in stores. Online and on loan? At Amazon. Well, okay. well or independent booksellers should have it as well. Cool. Okay. So check out See Yourself X and the re-release of the famous See Yourself Sensing. Thank you. Awesome. And then, heck, it's the last one. I'm going to plug something, too. Um, I'm going to plug, A, the Future Digital Naturalism Conference, which should be sometime in... 2562. 2562. So next year, a year from now. And I don't know where it's going to be, where a crazy boat's going to set sail to. Um, it seems like I might be homeless and jobless very soon, just being on this boat, right? Well, wherever the wind takes us. Wherever the wind takes we, us. We'll keep everyone posted. Yeah, yeah. so maybe some some place will uh, end up. I'll set up a little field station somewhere um, and hang out. Maybe we'll have Dynacon there. Maybe we'll have Dynacon somewhere else nearby. But, uh... Stay, stay tuned. It's going to be an exciting journey for all of us, I think, here. And Dynacon 2 is going to be crazy awesome. And even if it's not on Kolon, um, I still want to invite Lon over. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it will be on another nice island that we can just totally. tap in. You know, people were telling us to go to Ebo off of Mozambique. You know, mm -hmm. we were trying to head to Africa anyway. Um, let's get Lon over there. Um, I hear Ebo, in terms can of islands, kind of hot. Can the diva also help help me in this? Or like a part of me? It, we can take some limestone. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tow you over there. And then you can get the robot arm on it so I can do fast poking. Oh, yeah. It's all about poking. Yes. Yeah. And that brings us to the last segment of our podcast. Reflection with Taz. Oh, Taz, this better be some good reflecting because we got a whole year to wait without reflecting on anything else. Well, with a group like this and the deep conversation we've had, I think we're just bound to reflect. And now, a night under the stars, this is a good time to begin. So, since we've talked about time, the non-linearity of time, the discrete nature of time, and the moon and the tide and various planetary forces. Um, I think this is a good time to reflect on Dynacon, on time, on everything. Wow, reflect on everything. Reflect. Reflect. Reflect on everything. Reflect on what? And that's Reflections with Taz. <laughs> so thank you all so much for being here with us and reflecting and poking and thinking about the deep questions and the less deep ones. And sometimes the questions that are sometimes deep and then sometimes shallow because the tide goes the in tide. and out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for telling us about yourselves and what brought you here to Dynacon. Yeah. Chance or intent. And I don't know where or when we'll exactly see you again, but it's going to happen. Time is cyclical, I learned. Actually, I learned that time is discrete. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to say that time is cyclical, too. So I'll see you, uh, as Palm says, see you next century. If we're going to die, we're going to die together. <laughs> going out on a, a Palm aphorism. Later, people. Bye. <laughs>
What? Oh my god. What? <laughs> See you next century. See you next century. <laughs>